It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, that is one big head. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Out of the shotgun, Jones to the left side of Rogers. Snap to A-Rod. Goes the slant right side. Oh, deflected no, off the hands and intercepted. Me. Down the left sidelines on the interception is Brigham. And Philadelphia has the football out across the 20-yard line. All right, Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. And uh, that was... It's weird. Was he didn't it? say, and there is your dagger. No, no Usually, did, you, did you cut that off early or something, John? Must have. Must yeah. have. Didn't hear the dagger call there. No Larry McCarron, though. No! No! <laughs> no dagger call there. Man. <laughs> Packer fans must be sad, Jonathan. It's uh, it's too bad there's uh, no audio recordings of. <laughs> there's sad not. Packer Are you fans. sure about that? Oh, oh wait, oh wait. It's Packer Ventline Day on Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Go Pack, go! Hey Bill, when I called you about the Mike Daniels uh, release, I told you that that time that was a horrible decision, and it's going to come back to bite the Packers, and it bit the Packers in this game. And it's going to continue to bite the Packers because it's just a horrible decision to release Mike Daniels. And this is, this, this is the blueprint to beat the Packers. You run the ball because when you can't stop the run, it doesn't matter. So you can't stop the run. When someone snatches you in the mouth, you have to stop the run. And that, that's what the Packers couldn't do. And this is a very physical game. I loved it that the Philadelphia Eagles came in and they smacked Jamal Williams. I, I hope that he's okay. But the Eagles are going to come, and they're going to smack us in the mouth. And that's what they did. Go, Pat, go! I know why Gary don't feel good, and I think it's for the same reason as I don't feel well about this, is because, you know, you could, everybody can have a bad game, but we just got manhandled on both sides of the ball, right in the trenches. We could not run the ball. And then obviously we couldn't stop. We couldn't stop them. It was embarrassing. And and I know, yeah, it's new players. But I mean, come on, it's man against man. And you just got manhandled and got beat up. And I look at this team like, who are we? I don't even. Are we a are we a six and ten and eight and eight team? Yeah. It's like having an identity crisis. <laughs> who are we? Go, Pat! Courtesy of our friends and Rami's friends at the fan in Milwaukee, the Green and Gold Post game show. I love how like you, you lose a you lose a shootout on Thursday night, and now it's like a six and ten. Oh, Who God. even are we? What, the week's over. What is is life worth living? Friday is <laughs> ruined. Friday, Friday in Wisconsin now is completely ruined. What do you have to live for? You're, the Packers lost. I still do fish fries. Fish fries what on Friday nights. Fish right? Yeah, it's Friday a big, no L. big fish fry night. 
All right, before we move on, Jonathan, let's do more Packer fan line here. <laughs> I tell you what, it's glorious. <laughs> go, Pack, go! Defense that came in highly ranked in almost every category in the top ten in the NFL and was just gashed tonight. Just gashed tonight. And and, and now Over. the uh, Philadelphia Eagles have now intercepted Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> and uh, he threw in a double coverage, and this game is now over. And no flags down, no pass interference. Look at that. He threw in a double coverage, and the backside man is wide open. <laughs> go, Pat, go. That's the best. Okay, but they're on the air. Here's the best the part. Game ends. Here's the best part. The first part of that clip is the Packers at, like, the two, right? They're, you think they're going to go in and tie the game. And play, play this again, Jonathan. Listen to how depressed Bill Michael sounds as he thinks they're about to go in and tie the game. Defense that came in highly ranked in almost every category in the top ten in the NFL and was just gashed tonight. Just gashed tonight. And, and, and now Over. the uh, Philadelphia Eagles have now intercepted okay, Aaron Rodgers. But listen to that part. It's like he's talking about the game. You think it's going to be 34-34? How much joy you take right now. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, this is the worst game of all time. So what's the score? Oh, they're about to tie it. Oh, man. So, uh, yep. So we'll sprinkle those in throughout the show today. Real quick, because there's so many that things that That makes me feel good for so many reasons. Like the, the, the Packers angst and it's like a trip, do a trip down memory lane. How did you do it? To, Judd, today, days like today, after a yeah, what'd you do after a heartbreaking Packers loss like that? It was the easiest day of work for me because I was I was like the the lead host on a three or four man team, and I had two former Packers on on my show. So after a loss like this, I'd open up and Packers lose, blah blah blah. Phone lines open. Here are your numbers, Gary. What do you think, Leroy? What do you think? And then I was like a phone operator for four hours and a psychologist. <laughs> yeah, no, not even. I, I wasn't trying to make him feel better. I would just <laughs> Johnny and Oshkosh, you're on the air. Let Johnny rant for five minutes. Uh, Joey and uh, Lacrosse, you're on the air. Let Joey rant for five minutes. Gary, Leroy, and Sparky would get in there a little bit. Back to the phones. I didn't. I was basically like a glorified phone operator the day after a heartbreaking Packers loss. It was great. It was such an easy day of work. The other thing last night, too, that, uh, that brought back memories for Vikings fans, peak Sendejo. And I don't, I don't want to make light of a, a serious injury. You had two dudes stretch it off the field last night, but peak Anderson Dejo, who's a psycho, by the way, couldn't stop <laughs> collecting 15-yard penalties in a Vikings uniform. Not not knocking out another team's player, but like knocking out his, his own, own player yeah. last night and having that player have to go to a hospital. So that was probably only like the fourth thing on the list of ridiculous things that happened. And did you hear Troy night. Aikman like waxing poetic about how there just aren't players like Andrew Sandejo anymore in yeah, the NFL? Yeah. Nor, nor do we want players like Andrew Sandejo. <laughs> wait, wait. Aikman's career ended because of concussions. Because of those hits, and yet, so, so my Sendejo question, and I asked Collar the same question, it's very, very simple. Has a player ever been fined and or suspended for a vicious hit on a teammate? Friendly fire. Because that comes as close. Like, if you're the league, it's what you want yeah, out. Of course, yeah. I, I, I just want for a game. So it shouldn't be, it's not the result, well, it doesn't, it wasn't, it wasn't an opposing player, so therefore, no, he, he kamikazied yep. into any human being that he could right. see in front of him and had really no regard for whether it was friendly fire or not. And I think, like, the, the, my biggest, I think one of my biggest football fan pet peeves right now is the guy who barrels in and says, the game's getting too soft. The game's too soft now. And you can't, you can't do anything without getting a flag 
thrown on you. And like the, back in my day, back in the seventies, eighties, but like, is that what you? If, so for games too soft, guy. Is that what you want? You want to see a dude stretchered off the field and the game stopped for five see, minutes? Phil, here's what you're missing. Back in the day, that guy wouldn't have gone off on a stretcher. Yeah, he was yeah. tougher. Yeah, he was tougher. It's just <laughs> the guys are soft nowadays. And all the rules. Oh, now he has to be taken off on a stretcher. Yeah. Oh, he was unconscious. Oh. <laughs> just shake off the cobwebs and get exactly. back in there. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing some smelling like, salts. Get him off the field. There's a game to play. Or keep playing. Back or keep in, playing right over his cor- over, over his lifeless oh, he's body. He's got to get up and play. <laughs> back in my day, fan too. Like back in the seventies, eighties, when they, you know, they would shake it out, give him some smelling salts. Like, do, do, do you ever check on those players from the seventies and eighties and like see how they're doing now? Because most of them aren't doing very well. No. So Anderson Deho can never play a game of football ever again, and I don't think the game will miss him. Anyways, don't, I just don't tell him. Troy Aikman that. I, I'm dead serious. I'd suspend him and find him and say, I don't care who you hit, you are the most reckless. And, and that's the one thing. So of all these rules now, and some of these rules are ridiculous, but of all the things that this league does and you're like, what are you doing? That's the one where you're like, I, I completely get it. People's brains are scrambled. I completely get it. People are committing suicide because their brains are scrambled. I get it. So it's like the one thing where, where okay, it's not you know the traditional football, but where college and pros, you got to say, do what you have to do. It's that. Yeah. Uh, real quick here, we the reason why we were at Rosedale Center all day here is because this is the capper on a week long campaign we've called Scornorth's Mission for Meals, and uh, we are attempting to raise as much money as we can all week, benefiting Union Gospel Mission Twin Cities with the goal of buying meals and a new lease on life for Twin Cities Homeless. Hope starts with a meal, and $29 buys a week's worth of meals for a person in need. Just one hot meal could be a launch pad to, a, to start a program that will lead to education, gainful employment, and a place in society. You can donate and transform lives in one of three ways with us today on Mackie and Jeb with Rami. You can call the number 651-647-5437. That's 651 651- Six four seven five four three seven. You can visit the website scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. And also at that website, we have some great Minnesota sports experiences up for bid right now, ending here in just a couple of hours, including Vikings Packers package uh, that includes a meet and greet with Matthew Collar and Alex Boone, and also $200 voucher to Red Cow Red Rabbit, a wild sweet package where you can hang out with Judd and Lunani. Gophers Penn State sweet tickets and tunnel passes for halftime. And also Ryan Saunders has been gracious enough to, to offer up a customized selfie video greeting along with four tickets to the Wolves opener against the Heat. All of it at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. Or again, call the number 651-647-5437. And like I said, $29 buys a week's worth of meals for a person in need, and you can be the launching pad for them to get their life back on track. Um, what did you guys think of the way the Packers lost that game? Other than Throwing hilarious? passes near the goal line. Uh, I feel like Aaron Rodgers broke the record for eye rolls toward the sidelines and toward his tight ends and receivers in one series. And then threw shade at his defense amazing. afterwards. Did you see that? No. He's, i, I got to find the exact quote, but something about... No sacks and whatever total yards the the Eagles amassed against the Packers defense. He said that is not ideal. <laughs> after thanks, after thanks, three Aaron. three weeks ago, remember we yes. got a defense. All I know is we got a defense. So hold and on. Now he's calling out his D three weeks. Later. Wait wait wait. So if I have this straight, a guy who was asked to pass 
or who decided to pass four times from the Macy. goal line on, four, on, on first and goal, second goal, third and goal, and fourth and goal is throwing shade at anybody else? Yeah. Okay. And I don't disagree with throwing the ball there four times on the goal line. You don't? I don't. Because of a stat I heard this morning on okay. the Dan Levitard show. The 0 for 4 from within the three-yard line that Aaron Rodgers was to close out that game, resulting in an interception, is the most interception, the most incompletions inside the three-yard line by a quarterback in one quarter, not in one drive, in one quarter in 40 years. So you're saying it's statistically impossible yes. to throw that okay. many incompletions. Yes. yes. But how many how many quarterbacks and Aaron or Rodgers have attempted to throw that many passes from that close? Aaron range? Rodgers up until that point was something like twenty two of twenty seven from inside the three got, with zero interceptions and I don't know how many touchdowns. I got a thought. The Patriots run this play every now and then. Balls at the one, the quarterback falls forward. Oh, that's crazy. The ball hits the goal line, and then he fumbles the ball, but it doesn't matter, because (laughs) while Case Keenum doesn't get the rule, most of us do, and that's what we like to call a touchdown. I will say, last night made me feel a lot better about the Vikings' chances to win the NFC North, because not only did the Packers lose, and so they're not undefeated anymore, but all the talk about the Packers' defense, and again, short week games, these Thursday games can be a little bit skewed. Guys are banged up more than they would be, and you don't have as much time to prep, so sometimes you get these 34-27 shootouts. But I went into that game thinking, man, if the Packers win this and their defense looks good again, they're just very clearly the best team in the NFC North, and yep. they're going to win 12 games, and you're going to have to find a way to, to just keep pace with them. I come out of it last night thinking, all right, it was a nice little honeymoon period, but Let's stop the talk about their defense being absolutely legit. I still think their pass defense is legit. Their run defense has been a sieve for years now, and now two out of the four games that they've played, they've given up big yards on the ground. Now, 75 of those against the Vikings were on one run by Dalvin Cook, but nonetheless, a defense that's been a sieve against a run for years now, two out of their last four games have given up big yards on the ground. That leads me to believe that that run defense may still be a problem for them. Their pass defense, I think, is legit. Those The Smith brothers who they brought in to rush the passer, I think, both really good at getting after quarterbacks. I like their cornerbacks in Kevin King and Jair Alexander. They got Amos from the Bears at safety. The other safety that they drafted, Savage, the rookie, I think he's got a bright future in this league. What they've done to shore up their pass defense, really good. Their run defense, still a big question mark in Green Bay. So I, I've seen the Packers twice now, once in person against the Vikings and then last night's game, and I will say this. When I've seen them twice, they basically take the game and they look like they're in great shape. And then the Packers say, we're at home. We don't really want to win this game. The Vikings can say, yeah, you're damn right and win. But um, I'm underwhelmed. And I think that the head coach might have to adjust or learn. The play calling postscript is bothersome. Like if you're the Packers or you're a fan, you got to be saying, what are you doing? I mean, throwing... Having, if it's Aaron's decision or LaFleur's decision or a combination, if you're throwing four times on fourth and, and goal ba- from the one, basically, that is really weird. I feel like you're trying to, you're, but, you're overthinking it. But, but if you go on the road and you take a big lead and you blow it, I'm like, okay, that's a road game. It might be tough. But that's twice now at home where they have basically said, We'd like to lose. Right. So we'll talk a lot more Vikings throughout the show. It's a write that down Friday, so we'll make all of our mostly wrong and incorrect and embarrassing predictions. Speak for yourself. I got some good ones this week. <laughs> Go big, do you? How'd you do last predictions. Week? I don't know. 
I have no idea. Do you want to know? I wasn't here last week. Well, oh, you still, you I still did had, great. You still had predictions come up. The this week. <laughs> yeah. But real quick, before we go anywhere, uh, the Twins weren't the only team that clinched the playoff spot. Our buddy Adrian Heath is on the phone right now. Adrian, I have a question for you. Go on, then. Adrian, why don't why don't soccer yeah. teams why don't soccer teams pop champagne in celebration like baseball teams do? You don't. Well, we would do if we won the Western Conference Final. I think that we would celebrate them, but I think we've still got too much to play for, fellas. Wow, so you're 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 being reserved in your celebration. Okay, so baseball teams might want to take note then. What type of champagne? Well, I still think. I still think you've got an awful lot to do, and I, and I, as I've said to the players before, yeah, we, we're very, very pleased. I'm pleased for everybody connected with the club, but, hey, we've made the playoffs. Let's, let's see if we can take it another stage further. So if, if and when it's time to have the uh, said champagne celebration, are we talking top-notch stuff? No, we're probably taking that cheap stuff that goes... <laughs> Very, very fizzy and makes more of a mess than the, the more expensive stuff. I don't think we've got that much of bu- bigger budget, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty. Yeah, we were, we were talking to somebody about this the other day, Heath, and we, we learned that, you know, if you clinch a playoff spot, you'll use the cheap stuff. But as you go deeper, the champagne will get more expensive, and sometimes these baseball teams will win a World Series, and it's Dom Perignon splashing all over the clubhouse. And I said, that seems like an incredible waste of money for me. If you are just if you just got this to pop bottles and splash it around, get the 99-cent bottle off the local liquor store shelf. I'm sure if we could promise to win the whole thing that, Dr. Bill McGuire will be opening the Don't Parry on. Don't worry about that. All right. <laughs> That's fair. Just take it home. So, Adrian, can, can you win the whole thing? Yes, we can. Because it's a, it's a sport. And you know, if we can go and get a couple of wins and get home field advantage for the playoffs, I've said all along, we, we will play anybody at home. You know, we've got LAFC coming in this weekend. who have won the Supporters' Shield. We know it's going to be tough. But everybody expected them to go all the way through last year, and they got beat against uh, Rail Salt Lake. So who's to know? You know, we can, we can win home games. Trust me. So how, how tough to, is this, um, just from a factor that, that you play lots of games, but more importantly, your season, what, starts in March, and it's still going and going. Just as far as, as from a coaching uh, standpoint and also, I guess, a mental standpoint for the players, how difficult is just the overall grind of how long your season is, Adrian? Yeah, that, that's, that's the difficult part with the travel. You know, you're playing in the summer and you go to Houston, there's over 100 degrees. You know, I was talking to the fitness people today and we've had three games in eight days and two or three of the guys have run anything between 11 to 13K a game. If you work that out in eight days, that's an awful lot of distance to be running. So it's, it's that time of the year. It's trying to keep the guys mentally and physically fresh. So sometimes you're not doing an awful lot. You're doing a lot of, obviously, film work to try and get your message across because you just can't get on the training ground and keep working them every day with the, with the workload that they have. Judd, have you run a 10K in your life? Like, if you add up your life you running, what, have you run a 10K? No, and do you know what type of shape I'd be in if I did? I should join your team and just run. I don't have to play. I'll just run. 
<laughs> Sounds like an athlete challenge. Can I just come to practice? Actually, and just this, run is, yeah, this is ver- this is verbally binding. This is an athlete challenge. Judd will be happen. joining you at practice soon. Yeah, do you have some extra short hey. shorts that he can wear? <laughs> hey, I've heard you that you'd be out of breath just watching. Oh, no. No, that's accurate. I should take offense to that, and I'm nodding my head right now. That's absolutely accurate, Adrian. Yeah. Well, you're at the same stage I'm at these days. Don't worry. Okay. Well, no. Yeah, but you were once a world-class soccer player. You could at one time run. Yeah, exactly. That's the difference between the two of us. I'm getting a I'm getting a mental picture here of you, Joe. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Purge that quickly, Adrian. Don't uh, you have nightmares? Adrian Heath. He is the head coach of Minnesota United FC, clinching the first ever MLS playoff berth in franchise history. And now uh, the work to be done is to solidify seating and home field and do some damage uh, in the MLS Cup bracket. So we'll follow along the way and uh, your match against. Uh, against the uh, the LA foes this weekend, we'll be here on Score North. Adrian, we'll talk soon. Hey, anytime, guys. Anytime. Right. That is Adrian Heath. He's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah he's not he's the best. He's not wrong about <laughs> my physical condition. <laughs> really don't want to talk about it, but he's not. Do wrong. Do you think in your entire life, add up all the steps you've run? Run, you've run a not 10K. elliptical, no, not know. walking around. Like when's the last time? I mean, listen. I know you're you're you like treadmill. Like, a, you'll walk in a treadmill and stuff. Oh, sure, sure. But yeah. like, when's the last time you went out for a jog? Oh, probably. I, I got in pretty good shape in the summer of '88 or so. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, now that I'm almost fifty, doesn't seem that long ago. It feels like yesterday. It's amazing. '89, maybe. Okay. Uh, I mean, let, let's you know. Uh, so the, the 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 injury report came out for Vikings and Bears, and there's like there's some like like uh, like Klein's not going to play for the Vikings. But I the, never thought I'd say that. But the, the bi- loss of Klein's a big deal. The biggest loss of the weekend in the Vikings Bears game is not on the Vikings or Bears roster. We have to talk about that when we come oh, back. There's there could be a big time loss on Sunday. Uh, we'll explain that. Mackie and Jeb with Rami live from Rosedale Center here for our mission for meals fundraiser campaign we are looking to put a new lease on life and meals in front of twin cities homeless and we're doing that in partnership with union gospel mission twin cities hope starts with just one meal 29 dollars buys a week's worth of meals for a person in need and just one hot meal could be a launch pad to starting a program that will lead to education gainful employment and just getting back on track you can donate by calling 651-647-5437. That's 651-647-5437. Or go to scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. And all donations made between now and the end of our show at 6 o'clock, up to $2,500, will be matched by Luther Brookdale Toyota. Nice. And uh, that goes till 6 o'clock. Again, up to $2,500 they will match. Between now and six o'clock, scorenorth.com slash and we got all this for meals. cool stuff out here for a silent auction as well. Yeah, there are like this Mike Tyson punch out. Uh, that's the one. That's here. the one that caught my eye. That and the uh, Abbey Road gold record over there. Oh with yeah, the replica signatures on it. It's pretty awesome. With a lot of my price range. If they weren't but, yeah. chained to the table, then uh, you see Rami getting himself in, <laughs> into some trouble. So we'll come back. We'll uh, we'll also have write that down in an accountability session later on in the show. Before we go anywhere, let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company here, which, by the way, for the second year in a row, was named a top 150 workplace by the Star Tribune. And that's because the people of Federated Insurance are just awesome people. Uh, they're knowledgeable. They are friendly. 
and they're committed to helping your business in any way possible. And they're committed to serving the community. If you, if you look at some of the fundraising efforts as we're sitting here raising funds um, right now, Federated's fundraising efforts have raised over $39 million for big brothers and big sisters in Minnesota. So they bring that culture of service and community to your business. You can find out more about Federated in the industries Federated protects and find your Federated marketing representative at federatedinsurance.com. Federated, it's our business to protect yours. And uh, remember, we're here until 6 o'clock at Rosedale Center where we are raising money to help homeless people get their lives back on track, benefiting Union Gospel Mission Twin Cities. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. The countdown to the Medtronic Twin Cities Marathon Weekend is on. It's not too late to sign up for the TC10K, TC5K presented by Fredrickson or Byron and Byron, or sign up for the Medtronic TC Family Events featuring races for kids of all ages. To learn more or sign up, visit tcmevents.org or visit scorenorth.com, keyword marathon. Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. Live from Rosedale Shopping Center for Score North's Mission for Meals, helping out Union Gospel Mission, trying to get some meals and uh, other support for uh, the Twin Cities homeless. And, Judd, I heard you on the Viking Vent Line today. For those who don't know, we have another five-day-a-week Vikings show now here on Score North. You and Danny Cunningham every morning at 11, except Mondays you guys are on at 10, um, are you really as upset about Tony Romo potentially missing Bears Vikings on Sunday as you were acting, or was that is that Judd's hot take radio act? What because I, I can't imagine somebody being that upset about that. I think I can safely uh, speak for Phil Mackey as well in uh-huh. saying I'm more upset than I came off. I am <laughs> I am football devastated. What? If if this guy is going to be golfing on a golf course. By the way, course, he's currently at uh, minus two. Uh, and if he, he birdied then. If he makes or the cut. Because I got him at minus one right now. Uh, I'm looking at a, an update from Andrew Marshawn 38 minutes ago. said he is at minus two. If he makes the cut, then he will golf on uh, on NBC on Sunday instead of calling the game on CBS. Wow. This is the part that scares me the most. Boomer Esiason would replace him. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> and here's the problem. So or, ordinarily, this would be a Fox game, but there's some type of new rules that have been implemented in the last few years that for marquee games, Fox and CBS can switch off. So this is a rare all-NFC, old-school CBS game, and we're about to get, for one of the few times, by the way, we're about to get Nance and Romo, which I absolutely love, and he's going to be golfing? I mean, the man can golf June, or, you know, I mean, he gets done February, right? I mean, he can golf all year except for right now. So, yeah, I'm, this, I'm way, not this, happy. This validates when you asked, it was like $10 million a year for million. Tony Romo as a broadcaster. I think he's the best broadcaster I agree. In, in football. I agree. And the fact that CBS is not only a lot, because you brought up the other point, the fact that CBS is allowing him to do this, and that if he does it well, he'll be on NBC during the game. Oh, is that the day? <laughs> right? Like, oh, this, this is a power play by Tony Romo for sure. <laughs> like, amazing. try and stop me. He is, according to the latest scoreboard update I have, he's plus one on the day. Oh, plus one. Tied for 59th, and he's minus one for the tournament. So, so if the cut lines, he's right on the cut line at minus one. And if we want Tony Romo to broadcast this Vikings Bears game on Sunday. We need to root for a triple bogey as soon as possible. And I still don't care. (laughs) 
Just tell me what's going to happen and cut off Jim Nance 87 times, and I'll be so happy. Look, I like Tony Romo on the call. I agree with Phil. He's, the be- he's probably the best broadcaster in a booth right now in the NFL. I just don't care that much, man. I'm, I turn on a football game for football. This is why I said, no, I, w- this is why I, said I wouldn't give him the $10 million, because I'm going to no, watch no matter what. It's just all Tony Romo is is the cherry on top of a Sunday. I have the ice cream, oh, I got the whipped cream, I got no. the chocolate what? syrup, sprinkles, your, nuts. Your priorities are misplaced. No. Your priorities are not, your football priorities, they're in the wrong place. You're telling me, you're telling me, take the same game. Let's take, let's, let's just take, let's, let's, let's take the Vikings and Bears out of it, okay? Okay. You're telling me you take a, an Eagles-Seahawks game, okay? Right. Just a, a good, solid football game, an mm-hmm. Eagles-Seahawks game. And you put, all due respect, you put like Dick Stockton... And, uh, you don't need to say I'll do respect okay. before that. Yeah, or like like who's the other guy? Uh, Chris, Chris Myers Chris and like oh, you know no, some yeah, random dude no, or no, Tony no. Romo. You're saying that there's no discernible no. difference. He makes the game better to watch, but I'm going to watch either way. That's what I'm saying. He's not worth ten million dollars <laughs> for ten million dollars. <laughs> right. You need to bring audience, but get him you off can't the golf. Just He's make, bringing us. You, no, you're going to be there anyway. Get him off the golf course and put him the, in the booth. The better, That's your job. The better question to ask is this. And I was. <laughs> Borderline shock that Danny Cunningham gave me the answer he gave me when I asked him this on Score North Live earlier today. If there are two games on, and the one that Tony Romo is calling is clearly the lesser game. you got, like, two bad teams. Somehow Tony Romo is on yeah, the call. Yeah, it's the Titans and Jaguars. But you got a good game on the other channel. Are you watching the bad game just for Tony Romo? I'm but watching the better that? football game. I don't care if Dick Stockton is in the booth. Okay, I get two games. Okay, you're giving me, you're giving me uh, Steelers-Patriots and Titans-Jaguars. Sure. I, if, if, if Tony Romo is not on Titans-Jaguars, I will not even turn the channel to it during commercial breaks. If Tony Romo is on Titans-Jaguars, they're getting at least 10 to 20% of my time. <laughs> and, and I see, by the way, hold on, just a segue here, because I, I see Dr. Charles Morgan, who is the CEO of Union Gospel Mission, and we're here raising money all week for our Mission for Meals. And you were giving me the thumbs up. You like Tony Romo as an He's officer. the best. Okay. Yep. He's my man. He tells you what's going to happen He's before great. it happens. That's exactly right. He's he great. interrupts Jim Nance he all the time. He knows the game, and he great. doesn't just yap and give you stuff, superfluous stuff that you don't need. He gives you the real deal. He's awesome. Yep. He's great. He really is. He was predicting every play of playoff games. Yeah. Like he'd, he'd run off eight plays in a row. Daddy said today oh, Jim, he, he wishes know. Tony Romo could do analysis in his day-to-day life. <laughs> like bring Tony Romo to the bar with him <laughs> and tell him what's going to happen later in the night. Looks like he's eyeing up the steak on that side of the menu. I Let me tell you what's going to happen here if Danny has his fifth drink. He's going to regret it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And then sure enough, Danny has the fifth drink oh. and he regrets it later. So Let's uh, let's let's do this. I want to I want to get your thoughts here on on just fundraising. But I, I heard a story, uh, or I heard from someone that we should ask you about your football background, oh, Doctor Morgan. Okay. Do you have? You're a football guy. You have a football background or football yeah. ties? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I I played at Nickel State University in Louisiana. I left there. I went to USC as a walk on because I wanted to make the pros. I was there with like Art Riley, Gary Jeter. Uh, J.K. McKay, Charles Woods, uh, Len Swan, all those guys. Wow. And uh, at that time, if you did an in-conference transfer, you would lose like two years' eligibility. So I practiced for two years. My senior year, I tried out for the Anaheim Suns of the World Football League, and I was signed by Ernie Wheelwright, who used to play running back for the Saints. And uh, the last play at camp, I, was, I ran a 4 4 Back then, that was in the John early used to 70s. Do that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the last play of 
camp before we started, I tore my hamstring and I was out for about two years. Oof. And I decided not to go back. Oh. Yeah. What is it? Football league, though? Huh? World football, the world league? football league, yes. no kidding. Yeah, that's impressive. I was there with Daryl Monica. You know, that's where Zonka yeah, got, Zonka went there, right? D- didn't they sign a bunch of the Dolphins players from that? Uh, they signed players, you know, from the NFL. You know, and uh, they came over. Of course, it didn't last because they couldn't get sure. their money together to pay the kind of salaries that they had bargained for. And uh, the league didn't pay off. The NFL was too strong. Boy, yeah. a torn hamstring kept you out two years yeah. back then, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine with today's medicine, you've been right back I out on the field. I would have probably been back yeah. in six months. Yeah. <laughs> been out for a couple series, go back in the yeah, that's right, right. Get back in there, Morgan. You're all right. <laughs> uh, Bears or Vikings this weekend? Who wins? Uh, I think the Vikings will pull through. Yeah, the Vikings, uh, I feel like the Vikings just need, like, one interception from Mitch Trubisky, and then they'll be fine this weekend. But we'll, well, I, I, well, you know, they, they say Mitch is not accurate, that, uh, you know, if you stay on him and stuff, he might have a hard time making connections with his passes and stuff. And you saw last week's game, and our quarterback, the Vikings, you know, he showed a little hook spot, you know, to get in there and show that he, he can get in there and take a lick or two, because <laughs> I think people were wondering whether or not, you know, he gets rattled and, you know, stuff like that. And I saw his resolve last weekend, and, and uh, the whole team came together. So I think we might see yeah. some great things. So we're hanging out here at Rosedale Center. It's the Score North Mission for Meals all week. And I should mention, too, because uh, this is the new item up for bid today. And uh, the bidding price is, is at $500 right now for the Ryan Saunders and Timberwolves package. If you want four lower bowl tickets to the Timberwolves opener against the Miami Heat and a personalized selfie video greeting you can customize it however you want and uh within reason i think ryan's a reasonable guy like within reason don't get ridiculous ryan will uh ryan will oblige and uh, that's all part of one package right now we've got a few different packages available for bid at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals and if you want to straight donate anytime between now and six o'clock donations are being matched during our show by our friends at luther brookdale toyota up to twenty five hundred dollars this hour and next hour. So, again, scorenorth.com slash mission for meals, or we have people standing by at 651-647-5437. That's 651-647-5437. Dr. Morgan, what would you say are your main goals and visions when it comes to what you've been crafting here at Union Gospel Mission. How, what's your elevator pitch to people who might be listening? Sustainability. I think what we see in our society, the gap between those who have and those who have not is broadening. A uh, third of the people that are working are the working poor. Uh, we have mental health issues that are going through the roof and families and uh, with our homeless population. Some 60-plus percent of those people are suffering some kind of due diagnosis. And so when we're working with families, we're working with people, we're working with individuals, we're working with children, who have impairments. Uh, we have kids with autism spectrum disorder, so we have a child development center. We have a crisis recovery center where you can come in and you can get in program. You don't have to pay $10,000 a month, and you can stay till you get your miracle. We have about 400 men on campus. We have Naomi uh, Women and Children's Center where we have a, served about 108 uh, women last year where we give them transitional housing, education, job training to get back on their feet so they can take care of their children. And we want to break that multi-generational poverty, that multi-generational transmission process of unhealthiness. And uh, we've hired our first psychologist in the history of the mission in-house. I'm also a licensed clinician in California as well as here in Minnesota, a mental health clinician. Um, and we have doctoral-level interns, master-level interns working with our students. 
to take a holistic approach to help our men and women really get their lives together in a way that they can have a sustained, independent, successful life that contributes yeah. to society. Because a, a meal is one, is one thing. A mm-hmm. meal is a great starting point. But it's not as simple as, well, you're in luck. Here's a meal. Absolutely go, not. Go get them, right? We use those as doors to people's lives because we deal with a very untrusting population. So if you've been on the street and you've been surviving and it takes some real acumen to be able to survive on the street, that you, these folks come in, they're very smart. And they can read you in a second whether or not you're sincere, where you come from, because they make their living and they sustain their lives by reading people successfully. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that we're genuine. We want to make sure that what we're offering uh, is, is something that they identify with, so that we, we want to empower them to take part in their recovery, in their healing, and getting their lives back together, not just be bystanders and we do all the work. Yeah, and, that was the thing that really stood out to me when we when we toured the facility was that I think when a lot of people donate to something like this, they picture, like Phil said, a hot meal, maybe a cot to sleep on, and that's really what we have in our heads. But that's true. You touched on it, the holistic approach, mental health, mm-hmm. dental health, physical health, uh, job training. Yeah. Like it's, it's really a well-rounded program that you guys got going there that goes far beyond just, far just beyond. a hot and a cot. That's right. And we're really working hard, too, at family reunification because I think – one of the things uh, that contributes to a lot of the problems we're seeing is lack of support systems, right? So if you come to the Twin Cities, you know, you're brought here for a great job, you lose that job for whatever reason in two and a half years, you don't have friends that's going to take you in, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to go back to your place of origin, so where are you going to go? Union Gospel Mission. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> To get back on your feet, and and if you're if you're listening and uh, and you're gracious enough and willing enough to donate to the cause, again, we'll throw the numbers out six five one six four six, sorry six five one six four seven five four three seven six five one six four seven five four three seven, and the website easy to navigate scorenorth.com slash mission for meals, and you can straight donate. Um, you can donate. A one-time donation, $29, will buy 15 meals, a week's worth of meals for a person in need. Or you can even sign up for a recurring donation, which helps tenfold. And it's all very easy on the website, scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. We've got a Vikings Packers ticket package available right now. Uh, time is ticking, by the way. These are going to run out later tonight. Wild, sweet package. You can meet and hang out with Lou Nanny and Judd Zolgad. And if, you know, if you're like, I don't want to hang out with Judd, well, we'll take Judd out of it. That's fine. Oh, I'll be fine. You know, <laughs> just, you know <laughs> um, Gophers, uh, Gophers, Penn take State, hang out with Mackie and Judd with Rami. And, again, um, all the proceeds going to buy meals and uh, hopefully a new lease on life for Twin Cities Homeless. So any, any final words before we say goodbye to you, Dr. Morgan? Yeah, we need the brothers to step up because, we, you know, a lot of our donors many times are women. And, you know, the brothers, they go out, you know, they're making the, the money. They're dealing with the nut, you know, every week. But I find it's in giving that you receive. And when you have a heart for others, it seems like good things happen to you. So if I may say, brothers, it's time to step up and get in the game. Right on. <laughs> All right. That's Dr. Charles Morgan, the CEO of Union Gospel Mission. We appreciate your time here, and uh, it's been a great week at Score North and the Mission for Meals. Our terrible predictions coming up in about 15 or 20 minutes, our weekly prediction segment, it's called Write That Down. But let's talk about TCL TVs for just a moment here. TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand, and there's a reason for that. TCL 
has the best combination of picture quality, sound quality now as well with the TCL Alto soundbar and connected options. If you're a cord cutter, 5,000 plus streaming channels and 500,000 plus movies and TV show episodes. So again, if you have ever thought about cutting the cord and you've said, you know, I'm paying too much for my cable bill, too much for my satellite bill, I don't, I'm sick of paying 250 bucks a month or whatever it is. Uh, you should be looking into a TCL TV and all the different platforms that you can sort of custom uh, subscribe to and all with an easy-to-navigate menu. You can go back and forth even if you have cable or satellite, back and forth very easily with the Roku device uh, and the Roku remote between both pages. Again, any major local retailer in the Twin Cities or TCLUSA.com, find out why TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand. Mackie and Jub with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. Here at Rosedale Center, it's Score North's Mission for Meals. All right, welcome back. It's Mackie and Jub with Rami here at Rosedale Center raising money to help Twin Cities homeless at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals where you can bid on sports experiences that end in about three hours on that website, scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. Or call 651-647-5437, 651-647-5437. All donations made in the next hour and 13 minutes will be matched up to $2,500 by Luther Brookdale Toyota. All right, let's get to the phone lines again here. Our buddy Jason Fitz from ESPN, well, not just ESPN Radio, but all of ESPN's platforms, digital and terrestrial. And we'll just start right off with it. Uh, Bears or Vikings on Sunday? Our audience wants to know. Well, you know what, you guys are, you should be trash-talking me, first and foremost. We talked about it last week. We knew that the Vikings were going to kill the Raiders. Yeah, I'm you know, we forgot angry. about that game at halftime. So. <laughs> Jason, yeah. your, your team is awful. <laughs> your quarterback is terrible. Uh, you know what, the funny thing is I expected my cornerbacks to be bad, not my quarterback to be that bad. But uh, I, will, I, I will tell you, gentlemen, that my, my sickness is such that I changed my flights getting back from game day so that I can still be back in time to watch the Raiders lose to the Colts on Sunday. So it just doesn't stop for me. Uh, but uh, as far as you guys are concerned, look, uh, I'm not just saying this because I'm on with you guys. Uh, when you come, what it comes down to is these are the two best teams uh, in the division, I believe. And so you're going to have to look at strength on strength, weakness on weakness. This comes down to the ability to run the ball. I think that they're going to have a little bit more success with Dalvin Cook uh, than the Bears can have. And I trust Kirk Cousins, even though you guys don't. I trust him more than I trust Mitchell Trubisky. So if I'm going to have to make a call on this game, I lead Vikings. and It comes back to the Vikings were my preseason pick to win the division. And that hasn't changed. I think they're the best team in the NFC North, and they'll continue to show that even if Kirk Cousins isn't consistent enough. Were you starting to question if these were the two best teams in the division until what we saw last night transpire in Green Bay? No, because the fact is when you get out of the scripted plays, and this is what we have to remember with Green Bay, is that Matt LaFleur is having a lot of success on the first two drives every single game. That's fine. When you get outside of those first two drives, their offense production has dipped, and it's dipped substantially. So what that tells me is two things. One, that uh, that Matt LaFleur is doing a great job of game planning in advance, but not doing a great job of playing chess once the game has started. And two, it tells me that at some point Aaron Rodgers still isn't comfortable enough with the offense to figure out how to get him into the best possible plays at the right possible time. So I look at those two things, and it makes me uncomfortable. I don't love Matt LaFleur as an offensive mastermind. As I've said a million times, did I miss the chapter where Mariota and the Titans got so much better last year as an offense? 
that they were juggernauts? No, it took them too long to figure out how to use Derrick Henry, and Mariota never took a step forward. So I don't know why we're just banking that LaFleur is going to be a wonder kid around uh, Aaron Rodgers just because Aaron Rodgers is great. Are you as tired as I am, and I know that we're just three-plus weeks in, but of, of seeing big plays in professional football games and, and waiting and saying, oh, there's a flag, there's a flag coming. I mean, this whole thing, and, and I know that, that this is not unusual for September, but, Jason, it just seems to me like between uh, reviews, changing things, I, I think the whole thing on PIs right, right now has gone from being a good idea to being out of control. But just as importantly, first half last night, Every time we saw a big play, I said, just wait, there's going to be a flag thrown, and sure enough, it seemed to be the case. Well, you're absolutely right. And, look, I say all the time that I think the worst problem you can have in any sport, frankly, is a problem where the sports bar can't react immediately. And that's what you have in the NFL now. When you see a touchdown, everybody holds their breath, and they wait to see what's on the, what's on the ground. There's a flag thrown. Now we're at that spot with pass interference, and we don't have any sort of constant that we can figure out how they're judging pass interference. So, you know, when you talk about challenging it, it seems like even when it's apparent, it isn't ruled as such. And when it's not apparent, it is. So without any level of consistency, I don't think that the replay process, which has its, the, the best of intent, isn't working because there is no execution on it that's consistent. Without consistent execution, we can't trust anything. So it feels like you can't trust the product to simply be the product. That's a worst-case scenario. You know, I always imagine the sports bar, and the sports bar can't jump up and down after there's a big play because they have to wait for the refs to chime in. I don't like it either, Jason, but shouldn't we have expected this because, A, the NFL screws up everything, despite them being the biggest successful juggernaut in the world of American sports, but, B, every time that there is a new implementation of a rule or a facet of replay, it takes a while for them to get it right. It takes at least four, six weeks, sometimes longer. I knew this was coming when they put in the, the PI challenge challenge rule, and I expect it to go on for at least a few more weeks before they really start working out some of the kinks. You, you, well, you're absolutely right, and you're absolutely right that the NFL continu- continuously doesn't have the foresight to understand, hey, this is what, you know, action consequence. They never seem to understand that. I would also then take it a step farther, and I'll challenge that this becomes even scarier if, as we continue to hear through collective bargaining, there's a chance that the preseason goes away. We keep talking about what that means for players. What's that also mean for refs, officials, flow of the game? How are they going to get these things worked out? Are we going to spend the first half of the season having referees figure out how to call the new rules? I mean, that's a, a terribly under-talked-about part of what could happen if they, if they continue to talk about just getting rid of preseason altogether. All right, Jason Fitz is with us here, and we're all gonna we're all gonna gather in, and we're gonna walk over to the uh, Safeway Open Golf Scoreboard Desk because we want Tony Romo to call this this Bears Vikings game on Sunday, but it's in jeopardy because he's two under par right now for the tournament. He just birdied again, Rami. We just looked at the scoreboard here. Okay, good so, uh, He's in a tie for forty third, and if this score holds, it means that he will not be broadcasting Vikings and Bears on Sunday. They will go to their backup, Boomer Esiason. How, how much of a hot commodity are you if your network allows you to uh, to go to a sporting event? where if you succeed, not only will you not be working on your network on Sunday, you'll be on TV on the competing network. <laughs> I do, well, yes, that means you're incredibly good at your job. Or a great means, agent. It's a little like hey, for any of us that are married, when you suddenly think that you're just going to go back into the bar and have some sort of like pickup line that's going to work, and your wife's like, yeah, that's fun, go try that. I wonder if when they originally allowed that, they're like, you know what? <laughs> 
that's cute. You go try that. And if that makes you feel good, Tony, that's fine. And now they're looking at each other saying, wait, 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 wait. You know, that, that's all, it's all fun and games. The, uh, the, the hall pass list is all fun and games until you're actually standing next to the person that's on your hall pass. So, you know, now they're starting to get a little scared. This is really bad news, though. Like, Boomer Iason, all due respect to Boomer, I love you, but... You're not Tony Romo, you're I, not predicting I want, plays. I want Nance Romo on Sunday. You know, it's a rare NFC game on CBS, Jason. It's like the perfect the perfect storm, and now I'm going to get Jim Nance and Boomer, and Jim Nance not going to shut up the whole game, and, <laughs> and it's just going to be awful. Well, you know, and the other side of it is, you're not wrong about the, the want for those two together on that game, because how many fans that typically don't watch CBS for their games will be, like, you know, if you're an NFC fan, you don't usually get to see that tandem. That's right. why they put the big tandem on the game. They want to advertise the best of their product. Boomer is not going to be the best of that product, let's just be <laughs> honest. And has he really been, like, prepping for this? I mean, has Boomer been in the meetings and, and watching the film and getting himself ready for it? We all know the answer to that. Come on. Yeah. Uh, so what are, so what, what are you most looking forward to this college football weekend, Jason Fitz? Well, I think, you know, honestly, I wish I could tell you that uh, considering the game day is at uh, Nebraska, I wish I could tell you that Ohio State-Nebraska is going to be a game. I just don't think it is. I think when we look across the board, what's really interesting this weekend is Pac-12 football, and I keep sort of uh, tooting this horn that nobody wants to listen to, but let's remember that last week there were six teams in the top 25 from the Pac-12. Utah was their great playoff hope team. Utah loses to a USC team that you know, is playing with a third-string quarterback, and that third-string quarterback is still throwing 350 yards a game. I mean, my God, what's happening offensively is good, but they're also good, balanced football teams. So you've got a couple matchups out on the West Coast that I think are going to matter towards the future of what the playoff picture looks like as we get to rolling into now conference play. This is where anything can happen as we started to get into conference play. So hopefully we'll get some upsets. I think that's good for the game, but also USC uh, is giving us a reason to keep watching football on the West Coast. Yeah, that's Jason Fitz. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Fitz. Um, and uh, you can find him early in the morning on Score North, ESPN affiliate, and all throughout Golik and Wingo. We love catching up with you every Friday and have a fun football weekend. And good luck to your Raiders against uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take all the luck I can get, my friend. I'm going to start drinking again if this doesn't get better. Y'all have a great week. <laughs> all right, man. See you, Jason. Uh, Jason Fitz from, uh, from ESPN Radio. You guys want to make some predictions when we come back here? I got some big swings to take today, boys. Really? Big swings. Huge swings. Going for Bombas. Yes. All right. And it involves Bombas. Are, are these I have a Bombas Sano swings from, um, from June, or are these Sano swings from September? They're big swings. Because, I mean, there were some big <laughs> swings from snow in June, and he rarely connected. We'll All right, it's, it's, uh, it's our favorite segment, Sure to Go Wrong, when we come back. It's Write That Down in an Accountability Session. Mackie and Jeb with Rami, and we are... For the rest of the show here at Rosedale Center, where our mission for meals culminates today with, uh, if, if, if you donate over the next hour, Luther Brookdale Toyota is going to match up to $2,500, and you can donate by calling 651-647-5437, 651-647-5437, or go to scorenorth.com slash mission for meals and help out Twin Cities Homeless. You know me at my condescending best. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Write that down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. And welcome back. 
to Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North, Score North mobile app. Live from Rosedale Center today as part of our Score North Mission for Meals, benefiting Union Gospel Mission Twin Cities with the goal of raising money to buy meals and a new lease on life for Twin Cities homeless. And for the next hour, your donations, whether you show up live and donate in person or call 651-647-5437 or go to scorenorth.com slash mission for meals, your donations will be matched by Luther Brookdale Toyota up to $2,500 from now until the end of our show. Scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. And uh, we thank everyone who has donated so far or who has bid on auction items. But enough of uh, enough of the uh, first hour pregame show, gentlemen. <laughs> yep. This is the main event where we stumble on our faces and make predictions and hold each other accountable. Unlike other sports radio platforms around the country, uh, they just make predictions and hope that no one notices. No, and no. Pretend like it never happened. No, not unless us. they're right. And yeah, they give themselves gloat. a nice big pat on the back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never do that. I definitely didn't do that on the Twins show today, <laughs> pointing out that I picked the Twins to win the Central in February. Yeah. I definitely didn't mention that today on the Twins show well, multiple fun, times. It's funny you bring that up because uh, we have a bunch of Twins things that came off the board here, both really? positive and negative. And I've, really? got, I've got bad news for the listeners, okay? The <laughs> listeners have had a pretty wide batting average lead all year. And by the way, if you're a listener, you can always make predictions by tweeting us at, just tweet them to me or the Score North account. And uh, we'll get them in if they're worthy. At Phil Mackey and at Scornorth. It was a bloodbath for the listeners. Ooh. Really? Let's just go through the carnage here. Ooh. Mike J said, Daniel Carlson will kick a game-winning 49-yard field goal against the Vikings on Sunday. See, being that specific, man. Yeah. It's a big swing to take, and you're usually going to miss. Mm-hmm. It's the Judd Zolgad school of write that down. what I used to do. Be very specific I've and narrowly miss. I think my Judd and I might have a shot at climbing into... The top spot or two here and uh, write that down based on the way Mackie's That's talking. A lot of red on your screen right there's there. There's a lot of red. Let's just say that uh let's just say that you're on you're onto the right idea, but uh, you're you're not on the right player. Really? We'll get there in a second. Really? Boyd predicted that Max Kepler would hit fifty two or more home runs this season. Unless he comes back and has a big weekend, I don't think that's gonna happen. That was really aggressive because he did that sort of late Boyd predicted that sort of late. Yeah, that was, that was like the halfway point of the season he predicted that. Uh, Gunner said the Twins would finish second in the division and not make the playoffs. Sky Yuna said the Twins will not make the playoffs. <laughs> Frank M. said Barrios wins at least 20 and the AL Cy Young. He can't win 20. Or the Cy Young, really. But Double buzzer. Matt D. said Trevor May will throw at least one inning or one pitch in at least... Sorry, he'll throw at least one pitch in each of innings 1 through 11 at some point this season. <laughs> that did not happen. I like that prediction, though. I don't such that a one. weird prediction. Yeah, that's really <laughs> I like it. I think he thought, oh, May's going to be an opener, and then he'll just, like, pitch in the second and the third. All right, so uh, we'll get to the final of uh, the week's batting averages here in a second, but let's go down the list here. Judd, you said Byron Buxton would lead the American League in stolen bases in 2019. <laughs> You said Kirk Cousins would throw for 250 or more yards on Sunday. How did he not do that against Oakland? He didn't even throw for 200 yards against Oakland. Didn't need to. And then you said Brian Dozier would hit 30 home runs in 2019. Well, he's at 20. When did I so make that? If he hits 10 this weekend, we'll revisit when this. When did I make that prediction? <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, and what was I smoking? Let's go to uh, let's go to Jonathan. You said the Twins will hit home run number 300 by Monday. That didn't happen. Oh, did you want the buzzer here? Yes. Uh, I don't know about that. 
Yeah, they, they took him beyond Monday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Buzz it again. <laughs> you said Kirk Cousins will throw for under 150 yards on Sunday and the Vikings will win. I like that he found that sweet spot right in between Jonathan and Judd's predictions. Yep. <laughs> He's the closest of, of us three. Did that on purpose. And you also said Nelson Cruz would hit his 400th home run by the end of Saturday, but it took him until Sunday, unfortunately, oh, for you. So sorry. Man. Thanks, man. However... However, Jonathan made up for it. He said the Twins would hit over 300 home runs this season. He said that back in, like, May. You said the Twins would win the American League Central this season at some point well after others said it, but we'll give you credit. And you said Minnesota United will make the playoffs this year. So a nice little bounce back for Jonathan. Nice work. Yeah. Uh, Manny Hill said Kyle Rudolph would catch a touchdown on Sunday. That has not happened yet this year. You said oh, he came so close, too. He got pushed to the bounce. <laughs> yeah. Did he say on a Sunday? Just any, <laughs> any Sunday of the season? He said his Tennessee his Tennessee squad would cover the 12-and-a-half against Florida. It was 34-3. to three. Whoops. By the way, did you see the kid from Tennessee pick up the whole rotary phone and hold it up to his nose? Yes. <laughs> oh, you did? It's great. I thought it was a joke at first. He, he didn't know what he was he doing. He didn't pick up the receiver. He picked up the whole phone and, put it and held it up to his ear. It was to, like, talk to the coordinator or something? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It was great. See, Manny also inc- incorrectly said Buxton would have at least a 270 average this year, but Manny got hot as well. He said Minnesota United would make the playoffs. He said the Tigers will finish with at least 110 losses this year. We gave him a triple for that one just because like that, they were, they're bad, but that's a special that's a kind bold of bad. prediction, yeah. yeah. Uh, he said, I don't even know if anyone fully understands what this prediction is, but it, it, it was correct, I think. Daniel Carlson will, miss at least a, will at least miss a field goal, hit the game winner, or both. And he hit a field goal. <laughs> he missed a field goal. And uh, Taylor Rogers will lead the Twins in saves, Manny said, and that's correct as well. Nice. Rami, you correctly said the Twins would win the AL Central. Way, way back when, yeah. And that they wouldn't trail in the AL Central this year. Now, I believe they trailed at one point in an afternoon, but I take that to mean, like, the day's standings. Yes. They never trailed from when you said that Actually, in the day's they tra- standings. Didn't they f- fall behind on I thought the, there was the a Monday night that after, they did. Yeah. They got, so they lost the series to Cleveland to Target Field. Cleveland then beat Boston that Monday. The Twins were off. The Twins fell in. Me. The Twins fell into second place. We'll try and take. And then the Twins me. the next day played in Milwaukee and jumped Cleveland again. Yeah, because it wasn't the, the Cleveland was sports radio day. guy who said, "See ya." Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. There They're was right. A, there was a full day where They're this right, was. Yeah. I trolled that guy. I found. I dug yeah. up his old tweet and made fun of him. Yeah, so there was we'll a full this. day. There was one full day. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that again? But those were two separate predictions, right? I got to go back in and change this. Wow, this is bad news for Rami. Those were two separate predictions. I said they would win the division, and then later said that they wouldn't trail. It was, okay. it was not, oh, yeah, it was no, not no. a parlay. Yeah, okay. no, 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 no. All right. Because you predicted a, a long time ago they'd win the division. That was way, way. I just got, I got to go into the official books here because this is going to throw off the batting average. All right. All right. Um, and, and then the uh, last player remaining would be uh, Mike Trout here. Phil Mackey is is my other name. Uh-huh. Call me because I did I did incorrectly say that Buxton would hit at least twenty six home runs and that Cousins would throw for at least three hundred and three touchdowns against the Raiders. However, oh boy, here we go. Buckle up because Daddy's got a new pair of shoes. 
The Twins will make Thank the playoffs. <laughs> Thanks. You Thank should you, have buzzed that line. I feel better. You definitely should have buzzed that line. The Twins will make the playoffs in 2019. Said that back when, around the time that Rami said it as well. You said make the playoffs, though. So, nah. Said that they would win the division shortly after that. Long enough. Said that the Vikings would win by 13 or more against Oakland. I mean, come on. Said that at least four Twins players will hit 30 home runs or more this season. That was and said the Twins would break franchise records for runs, home runs, slugging percentage, and OPS. Oh, we saw that. All four of those categories. <laughs> and we have a race. Choose baseballs. Listeners are still leading with a 317 batting average. Also, oh, it's the lead. Followed by, let's see, uh, Judd at 297, Rami at 292, and myself at 284. It's on. It and then really you've got on. Jonathan at 232, Manny at 226 now, and the guests are 217. Jonathan and Manny are like my now, cubs now, just playing out the stretch. Didn't you think from, from what he said, <laughs> Rami, didn't you think from what Phil, what Phil said at the top of the segment that somebody else had moved into had moved the lead? Into, yeah. So, That's what it sounded like. Yeah, I, I mean, no, someone... this was over. The listeners were up by like 50 points in batting average. Yeah, and now the now gap is close to like 25 points. Here we go. <laughs> Do we buzz no. Phil for a false tease there? Go ahead. Sure. That's fine. You, can, uh, you can buzz me all you want. All right. Five for five to end the week there. Oh, it was good. No, we're proud of you. I got That's big right. swings to take this week. Are we ready to go? Let's do it. All right. Let's start okay. with, we'll go, uh, let's let's do, the, we're, we're at Rosedale, but let's go based on the order we're usually at in the room. So we'll start with Judd. Okay. <clears throat> Write this down. <laughs> and I'll be very specific again. Old school Zolgadian pick. Harrison Smith will have a pick six against the Bears on Sunday. Wow. So wow. I'm not just giving you I'm not just giving you guys Mitch Trubisky, who we know stinks, is gonna throw a pick six. I'm giving you guys number twenty two. He's taking it to the house. Amazing. Very specific and I like it. Is, it. Right. Pretty specific. Jonathan Harrison. I don't have a pencil. Well remember that then. I'm gonna make a twins playoff prediction here. Usually I'm negative about these kind of things because I like doing that from time to time. This time going positive. Okay. The twins will beat the Yankees in four. Okay, so you you you're hedging now because you I think have a prediction that the Twins are going to get swept by the Yankees. This works well. really Did good. I? Holds, I don't think I've said that. Me. Yes, you have. You can do this, by the way. I don't remember making that prediction. Well, let me go into the archives here. I'm looking at what I've made. I don't remember making that one. You keep track of your predictions? Yeah. <laughs> don't you? No, I've got my. Well, this is here. your issue, Rami. <laughs> Phil, just start making up predictions for him. Did you just tell me that's my issue? I don't, yeah. I don't think I have as much of an yeah. issue as you do, 230s. Yeah, you said, here, here, I'm going to go. <laughs> I've got a log of your predictions right here. I'm just going to go through line by line here at, at, at some point a couple I'm, months ago. You said Teddy Bridgewater will throw two touchdowns tonight, okay. whenever that was. That's play or preseason. You said Teddy will run for at least one touchdown tonight, and the okay. Twins will get swept by the Yankees in the postseason. Wow. Okay. I guess I did say that. But you can hedge. You can hedge. Yeah, they'll win in four. <laughs> uh, Manny Hill has pre-recorded his down. predictions, so we will go to the first pre-recorded Manny Hill prediction. We don't have Ross doing his Manny impression again? Ross, actually, Ross is literally right here. <laughs> 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 we couldn't find his assistant anywhere, so just, he had to record them. So here's his first one. All right, All right, guys, here's my first write-that-down prediction. Mitch Trubisky will throw a pick six against the Vikings on Sunday. <laughs> You know what? That's no, that's no guts right there. No guts. <laughs> Give me Write a player, it down. Man. You like writing things down. <laughs> Over to Robbie. All right. So uh, at least two or three times during the week, Judd and Phil have looked at me and said, uh, you think Theo's going back to Boston? 
It looks like Theo might be going back to Boston. The stories are out. Theo Epstein will be the president of the Chicago Cubs in 2020, and either Joe Madden or Joe Girardi will be his manager. Okay. Oh, Girardi, I like that, Rami. Write that down. That's a good one. I, I could easily see Chicago that. kid. Northwestern. Northwestern grad. Northwestern grad. Long, lifelong Cubs fan. I love it. All right, write this down. And just so you can you can see this, I also have Mitch Trubisky throwing a pick six on Sunday. <laughs> and it was written down before the segment started. Do you have who's housing it? So I, because because we got to add something to it here. So uh, And you said Harrison Smith? Yep. Okay. I'm going to say, write this down. Mitch Trubisky throws a pick six on Sunday, and it will be... It'll be... Mm. I'm going to say Everson Griffin. Okay. Everson Griffin will somehow. That's a home run. Will somehow that's like. A that's a home bat run. Bat a ball, catch it, and run to the house. Bold. I that's want bold. I want all the glory. I like it. All right. Back to Judd. I mean, I don't, right, but I do. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dan. All right. I'm going to hedge because I'm convinced that at least one of these two guys will do this. Following up my Trubisky pick. Kirk Cousins will have a pick six against the Bears on Sunday. <laughs> that gives me the ultimate hedge, and I'm not giving you a name there. I'll just take I'll take what I get. If it's a single, I'll take the single. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Write this down. All right, Jonathan. Uh, Cordero Patterson will return a kick for a touchdown on Sunday. Wow. Okay. So a kick or what if he's a punt returner? I don't think he is their punt returner. I'm just saying. I just want to be clear here. If he's it's returning a, return, a kickoff. And, okay. Okay. and for the most part... Nobody returns kicks now, so that's a uh, that's gutsy. It is bold. He's he's been known to, to yeah. sit there 107, 108 yards yes, and go back. All right, well, write we'll it down. You like writing things down? Pre-recorded Manny Hill prediction here. Pages. All right, go. prediction number two: Dalvin Cook will not rush for 100 yards on Sunday against the Chicago Bears. He will have less than 100 yards rushing. Awfully negative. One single. They haven't yeah, done that. Safe. They haven't allowed that's that since prediction. 2017. Awfully negative. All right, back Write to Write it down. You like writing things down. Twins in four and at least 12 bombas. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. Twins in four and at least 12 bombas. Wow. Aggressive. Aggressive. I like it. Write this down. Write that down. Here's my first bomba prediction. All right. I think Nelson Cruz and Eddie Rosario both go deep in game one of the ALDS. Okay. Give you two specific bomba mashers in game one. Both Nelson Cruz and Eddie Rosario will hit a home run in game one of the ALDS. Write that down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, then. Judd? Jose Barrios will pitch at least six innings in his first game of the ALDS. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not saying in game one, because I'm not sure. As Patrick said, uh, the word is that Odorizzi might start game one. But Jose Barrios will pitch at least six innings in his first game of the ALDS. And if that happens, series over. Series over. If, call, if they get if they get six right innings, because they're not going to leave them out there for six crappy innings. So right. if it's six then innings, it means they probably win that game. And to me, the se- that that's that's all they really need. Because you've kept a lot of bullets in your gun in terms of using your bullpen. Mm-hmm. If you can get six good innings out of Barrios, yes. All right, Jonathan. Down. Uh, since my loons prediction came true, the loons will make at least the Western Conference Finals this year. Okay. Write it down. You like writing things down. Drinking that loon juice. Okay, back to pre-recorded Manny Hill predictions. The Twins will score at least six runs in each of the first two American League Division Series games. So, so, 
So six in each, not okay. Yes. Okay, six in each. Okay, you you just try and answer, ask a pre-recorded thing a question. Really questionable. Does he have a does he have a pre-recorded answer to my live question? So recorded, Manny. So. Let me clarify. <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, let's go over to Rami then. Um, all right, Vikings lose this Sunday. Three Kirk Cousins turnovers. Wow. Three Kirk Cousins turnovers. Oh, boy. Well, you, you waited all week to bust that, to I sneak did. that one yeah. in there, huh? That's how, you really, that's how you've really felt about this game the whole week. Yeah. Why did you wait until right now? For write that down. <laughs> <laughs> what, were you afraid we were going to steal that? Keep, keep some bullets in your gun, man. Waited all week yep. to say, oh, this is what's going to happen. Okay. Three turnovers. All right, write this down. You know, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna make a futures twins write that down here. Okay. How far futures are we talking about? The winter time. Okay. Write this down. The twins will acquire a player. I want to make sure I got the wording right on this. Acquire a player either via free agency or trade, who makes twenty million dollars or more per year. Ooh. They will. They will either sign a player who makes twenty or million dollars or more, or trade for a player who makes twenty million dollars or more sometime. This offseason. Like 23 mil? I mean, I'm not going to... Long-term contract? We are outside Von Maurer uh, store here at Rosio Center. Does does this guy catch by chance? What if they trade for a player, then give him that $20 million contract? Matthew Collar asked me if Von stood for overrated, and I was like, what? He goes, think about it. Oh, okay. I don't Uh, get it. By the way, guys, Von Maurer? Oh, okay. All right. Manny Go. actually had four write that downs today. Wait, wait. Manny has pre-recorded another prediction. We do yeah, three. He well, he, he did we do three. Four. So, are you ready for it? I guess. All right, right. Here we go. Okay, guys. I got. I got one more. One more write that down prediction. You guys know I got to make a prediction on my Tennessee Vols every single week. <laughs> so my last one. My Tennessee Vols will not play this weekend. They will not play. Oh. They will not play this football game at all this weekend. You know what? Based on where Manny's batting average is, we're actually going to give that to him next week. We're going to be up to 227 or something. I think we're going to have to give Manny that one. Uh, so, all right. We are Mackie and Judd with Rami. That is Write That Down, Weekly Predictions. And uh, wait, what is that? Oh, that's the phone. <laughs> that's the phone bit. Tennessee quarterback picking up the whole Look phone. He said, <laughs> "Like, how do you, as a human being, how do you not process?" Honestly, if you were born in the two thousands, you probably wouldn't know how to use a rotary phone, right? I have no idea. But don't you see that it comes off the hook? <laughs> Tennessee's not exactly recruiting the same guys that Stanford and Northwestern are. Uh, so great. Uh, the, 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 the number to donate to our oh, Mission for man. Meals cause is 651-647-5437. 651-647-5437. Hope starts with a meal. And $29 buys a week's worth of meals for a person in need. And just one hot meal could be a launch pad to starting a program that will lead to education and gainful employment. Uh, our goal is to raise money to buy meals and a new lease on life for Twin Cities Homeless, and we're doing that at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals and 651-647-5437. Welcome back to the Rosedale Center here, where Mackie and Judd with Rami are closing out our Mission for Meals week. The goal of raising money to buy meals and a new lease on life for Twin Cities Homeless. And if you would like to donate or bid on some awesome sports experiences, including Vikings Packers ticket package and 
Dinner voucher to Red Cow Red Rabbit, Wild Sweets, Gophers Penn State, Sweet Tickets, and a tunnel experience at halftime. Orion Saunders video selfie greeting package and tickets to the Wolves opener. Scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. And the number to call for straight donations is 651-647-5437. 651-647-5437. Let's wander back over to the Safeway Open Leaderboard desk. Oh. Where we have a Tony Romo update. Oh. That's right. If you want Tony Romo to call this Vikings game on Sunday, you need him to miss the cut at the Safeway Open. Because if he makes the cut, he's playing golf this weekend. And Boomer Esiason takes his place with Jim Nance. And Jonathan is reporting that Tony Romo is now two behind the cut line. Two oh, behind the cut line. Good. He must have, like, double bogeyed somewhere in there. Awesome. <laughs> I have no interest in him making the cut. Somehow Rami does not see a difference between Tony Romo no, and I do. average Joe color commentator. It's not going to ruin the game for me. Yes, it will. It's going to be fine. It'll be, the, it'll be terrible. It's going to be a good football game, which is what matters. No, That's what won't. really gonna matters. Out, there's going to be 87 flags thrown, 47 reviews. Okay, that might ruin it, but not having Tony Romo in the booth isn't going to ruin it, ruin it. You know what's going to great? Why did I, it's it's going to sound better than that. We're going to try that again. <laughs> Not having Tony. <laughs> now you're really? in sad. I've been there. <laughs> Not having Tony Romo isn't going to ruin it. How many claws did you drink during that last commercial? No comment. Amazing. He did take a long lunch break. I did. I actually, and he tweeted about it. And I think the I think the cocktail was just off to the left of the pit. <laughs> they don't sell alcohol at Portillo's. <laughs> Well, that doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean you might not have got a margarita somewhere else in this you know, you know who probably was drinking last night and today? Who's that? Green Bay, Bay Packer fans. Probably. Let's go to the Packer vent lines here and see what's been happening since they lost in epic fashion to the Eagles last night on national TV. Go, Pack, go! The, the offense seems like Aaron Rodgers actually looks confused sometimes with, with, with some of the plays. And running a two-man committee running back, Matt LaFleur thinks that he has Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. You don't. Jamal, Jamal Williams is not as good as Aaron, is not as good as Aaron Jones, and he's not as good as Deion Lewis was to compare him to be able to, you have to stick with a workhorse. <laughs> go, Matt, go! That wasn't depressed <laughs> enough. Do more. All right, we need more. Do we have more? Oh, there's always more. <laughs> Luke says, first and goal, and you can't punch it in the end zone. Missed opportunities. Offensive line is completely overrated. Defensive front, not very good. This one's from E in Kentucky, who says, as a Packers fan, I'm embarrassed tonight because our offensive line got manhandled. Uh, Aaron Krause says, can we stop calling David Bakhtiari and the offensive line some of the best in football? Because they're not. They just had their asses handed to them. Matthew said, not happy about the defense. What happened to Petten? Did he get fired? And all of a sudden, they brought back Dom Capers. Here we go. Uh, Klondike uh, says, uh, not happy about this one. Too many goofy plays from Matt LaFleur. Does he know what the hell he's doing? Sure, the first 30 are scripted, and he can be great. Beyond that, Matt LaFleur looked like a rookie head coach and a deer in the headlights. He's trash. So <laughs> there's some of your reaction tonight, Gary. <laughs> okay, legit question here. Is there – draw me a scenario in which a fan base, specifically the Packers fan base – like, draw me up a loss that wouldn't generate a reaction like that. Because, you know, like if you zoom out, they're 3-1. and one. The Eagles have been a pretty damn good team that won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. 
Your offense still put up 27, put up a bunch of points, right? And you, you lost, whatever. It was a short week. I mean, is it first, is, no. is every Packers loss where fans are like, the first, fire everybody. the first loss always cuts deep. The first one always cuts deep. I don't know if they thought they were going 16-0, but the first one always cuts deep with Packers fans. The only time where I saw sort of a, an indifferent reaction to a loss was last year when for the first time in my entire tenure in Green Bay, they were pretty much out of it after eight or ten weeks. They weren't really in the playoff picture. Yeah, That was the first time where I saw Packers fans sort of indifferent about a loss. Other than that, I told you guys, the day after a lo- after a Packers loss, was my easiest day of work that I ever had in my time in Milwaukee Sports Radio. I would just say, what do you guys think? Open up the phone lines. Go. I also think that the fact that they had a lead again at home, and it, I think if that game's in Philadelphia, they're mad, but not that mad. But don't you think you jump out again, like Fitz said, the scripted plays, they're fantastic, and you're thinking to yourself, oh, Rodgers is back. Same thing, the Vikings game, right? You're up 21 rip in that game. You're like, oh, this is going to be there. They're going to win by 20. I I think that's the frustrating thing if you're a Packer fan. Okay, so dumb question here, dumb football question. Why are scripted, why are the first 10 or 15 plays that are are scripted in a game? And Brad Childress had this too. Yeah, it's it's common. They would script and then kick a field goal. That was early children. But they moved. Yeah. They would get the As ball opposed the to the second quarter when they yeah. wouldn't move. But you practice a bunch of plays. You practice inst- installation. You know, why is it that a play that you call in the third quarter that you've practiced and that you, you've Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, like why is there such a difference? It doesn't make any sense to me. I think it's because the script, you, you practice those 15 plays, and it's bang, 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 bang. And then by the second half, it's, it's making decisions quickly, which some coaches aren't as good at. So those 15 plays are in order. And so you basically know this is, is what we're going to do on play one, like play two. Exactly. We've but, already walked through the But steps. you get to play 13, and it's play 13. The third quarter, you're like, okay, we're seeing a different defense now and be, because teams are, are good enough. Uh, to adjust to your to what you did and that work scripted, yeah. and so now you've got to go do something else that's smart. Some coaches are incredibly good and quick, and some coaches are maybe not as quick. Okay, so Rami, you're on the record. You have said Kirk Cousins turns the ball over three times, yes. and your Chicago Bears beat the Minnesota Vikings yes. at Soldier Field. You sort of subtly worked that into all week long, like you're just completely in the weeds. Yeah. And he just went complete meltdown. Wait until I didn't his say third. it was going to be a blowout. No, but you went complete. Trubisky could have two or three turnovers but himself, went, but, and it could be a really close game. But you're going Cousins meltdown. Uh, partly Cousins meltdown, partly yeah. a Bears defense that has bad intentions in chasing quarterbacks. <laughs> I love that. Right. Term. Well, let's let, let's you and I kind of go on the record here and, and uh, state our case. I think the Vikings win. I think Kirk Cousins goes. I was going to say turnover-free. I'll say interception-free because I can never guarantee that he won't put a ball on the ground or get strip-sacked or something. Right. He goes interception-free, and the Vikings' run game, although not as dominant as maybe we've seen, the Vikings' run game and their defense carries them to a three-point win at Soldier Field. What's the score? Oh, 2017. Okay. Kind of a feel to it. I went 17-14 Vikings win. Uh, as I said, and write that down, I think... Trubisky gets picked by Harrison Smith, so they score at least one touchdown defensively. I think Trubisky also screws up. They, they get a short field. The offense does almost nothing, but still scores 10 points, basically. And, and the one thing is, the, it's going to be an ugly game. This is, not going, this is not going to be an aesthetically pleasing game to watch, 
Uh, but I do believe that the Bears' offense is pretty lost as well, and I think Trubisky's lost. And here's the advantage. I think Soldier Field turns on Trubisky really hard, and it becomes toxic. Is that is that where it's at right now with Bears fans and Trubisky? Uh, is it like uh, is it like oh Christian Ponder's third year? Your guy, your guy who, who Lawrence joined, Holmes. Yes, he yeah. he said that it. I, I asked that question, and he said it was toxic in game one. He said they turned on Trubisky in the Packer game. Yeah, I heard some booze. Okay, but I think toxic is very hard for a guy like Trubisky or Kirk to uh, deal with. And up, you know, if Kirk screws up there, no one's going to yeah. care. When did it get toxic with Ponder? Definitely not year one. Where well, year one was a half a year. Draft night. Year two was the year where he was terrible, but the but Peterson ran for two thousand yards. I, I think it was year three. That's probably right. Year three got really well, toxic. I, I think it got toxic at times before that, but I think it really took a hard turn year three probably. Yeah. So that's kind of where they're at with. I mean, where are you at with Mitch Trubisky? I mean, I still think there's something there to be tapped into. I don't think he's Aaron Rodgers by any means, but I think you can win football games with Mitch Trubisky, and there's plenty of room for improvement. Will he get there? I'm not. I'm not necessarily sure about that, but I, I haven't given up hope at to, at all. If Nagy had a good quarterback, I'm not even saying great, but let's say a good veteran quarterback, how dynamic could that offense be? I don't know. This is the first time. I mean, we talk about Lafleur. And that's it's really his first time as an offensive play caller to, to, to take center stage. This is the first time for Matt Nagy, too. Andy Reid handed over play calling duties to him for part of the 2017 season before he got hired to coach the Bears last year. He obviously comes from a good coaching tree. A lot of guys have come off of Andy Reid's coaching tree and done great things, especially offensively. But being a head coach and being a coordinator – are two totally different things. Mark Tressman is a really bright offensive mind. He wasn't a head coach, and that became quite apparent in year two in Chicago. We think Matt Nagy is a really good offensive mind. Is he a really good head coach? I don't know that. I don't know that, and I don't know about Mitch Trubisky either. I think both those guys are still in a phase where they're proving something. Yeah. So on Sunday, Vikings Vetline, you can find it video streaming with Judd and Danny and they will take all of your comments and questions on the video stream because Minnesota United looks to climb the Western Conference ladder uh, on the radio side of things. So Vikings Vantline, which also, by the way, if you're, if you're not in tune with it, it's a six-day-a-week show now. Judd and Danny are hosting this thing, Manny's producing. It never sleeps now. It does. Well, it sleeps on Saturdays. It sleeps. It's it, gonna, get, it, it gets into the claws it, on Friday nights. It night. drinks on Friday nights. I, I can tell you, no, no claws. It drinks on Friday nights. It's going to drink a bunch of beers tonight, sleep in tomorrow. Yep. Good point. Okay. Be ready to rock for a late start time on, on Sunday. <laughs> All right. Luther Brookdale Toyota is on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. But really, they are here today with us at Rosedale Center because Luther Brookdale Toyota, so kind and generous, they are matching up to $2,500. Donations made to our Mission for Meals campaign, benefiting Union Gospel Mission Twin Cities. That's right. If you donate money to this cause and you're interested in helping homeless people get their lives back on track, we are looking to feed and help homeless people, and we need your money. 651-647-5437 or scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. And again, Luther Brookdale Toyota will match any donation made in the next 20 minutes up to $2,500. So thank you to them, and uh, thank you to all the help that they've given my family and I going back to the 1980s. They're just very kind-hearted people over there on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. Luther Brookdale Toyota and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. We will wrap with Patrick Royce 
when we come back to Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North. Jonathan here with the final Score North download of the week, and we'll use that to tell you about the final Vikings-Bears injury report heading into a key NFC North game down in Chicago this Sunday. The Vikings are listing Josh Klein as out due to a concussion. Did not practice all week. Mackenzie Alexander, defensive back there, is questionable as well. He's limited Wednesday, but a full participant Thursday and Friday. Uh, For the Bears, Akeem Hicks, he is questionable despite not practicing all week. And Kyle Long is questionable. Did not practice Thursday or Friday and was a full participant Wednesday. That's been your score note download. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami. And as always, at this time of day, it's time to wrap with Patrick Royce. And Patrick, since Jonathan just got done talking about it, what is your uh, feeling about what's going to happen on Sunday at Soldier Field? Well, I think a lot of it depends on is is Hicks going to play? Is Hicks going to play? He is listed as questionable, right, Jonathan? Yeah, I think questionable. He, is, uh, yep. he was questionable today. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I I have not been impressed with what I've seen of the Bears. Now I haven't seen a whole lot of it, but uh, uh, they were sure they surely looked awful in Week One, and uh, they looked a little better defensively uh, last week, obviously, but. With their record in Soldier Field, they'll probably figure out a way to lose, won't they? I mean, they've lost to some of the worst quarterbacks. Trubisky looks like, uh, you know, uh, the, the all-time great compared to some of the quarterbacks they've lost to. So I say they lose. They figure out a way to lose, turn it over a few times, do something to lose. Yeah, I, th- I think, I don't know, I, I just feel like Mitch Trubisky, to me, is Christian Ponder 2.0. And uh, it's fun to see Bears fans realizing that after what they thought he was a year ago at this time. I don't know. I'm, like, taking joy in seeing Bears fans realize the same thing Vikings fans did, like, six years ago, Pat. Oh, I don't think he's nearly that bad. I think he's much better than that. I, okay. I actually kind of liked him the second half of last season. And then uh, he's, he, regressed, he regressed early this season. But uh, I don't know. He's, uh, I don't think he's in the ponder class. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put him in that class. I, I, think he's, I think he's okay. So you're saying that this game could hinge on whether or not Akeem Hicks played? It sounded like that's where you were going when Judd first asked you the question. Yes, if he kick, if he's in there kicking the crap out of Garrett Bradbury, the swinging gate Bradbury needs help. Uh, if they got to double-team him every play, then that makes room for uh, everybody else. So uh, I, I think a lot of it depends upon uh, whether Hicks in there uh, raising chaos and obviously whether they can run the ball or not. And, and if Dalvin Cook, uh, it's about time for his annual injury here, too, isn't it? He's, he's oh, boy. In the first That's half, a ray of sunshine right there. Pat, which limb are you betting on? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah well, which will be something. <laughs> He's got no chance to make it out of October. I hope people realize that. Don't they? They realize that, don't they? Did you ever you guys hear think Byron I'm Buxton, huh? folks? Did you ever hear of Byron Buxton? They, this is the Dalvin. Dalvin Cook is the Byron Buxton of football. So don't, uh, you know, don't don't get your hopes up for him to get to the finish line. He's going to run into a wall somewhere, and that's going to be it. Literally, according to what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, he just hit a wall. He's down. That's right. He'll keep running in Soldier Field and hit that brick wall behind. He'll be going so fast he won't be able to stop and uh, hit the wall. But uh, I, uh, I've i always loved – I'm not going. I don't go to games anymore. But I always loved walking the gauntlet on a fairly nice day at Soldier Field 
when we used to have to walk about three quarters of a mile through the parking lot to get to the get to the uh, oh yeah to the gate and uh, the the uh, you know the the Bears crowd and Rami can probably tell you this and you mm-hmm. you, you guys know too vastly underrated for obnoxiousness. <laughs> Philadelphia and Green Bay, let's give the drunken Bears fans credit. Yeah, we can hold our own. you in oil if they had a chance. These are <laughs> drunk bastards that they have there. And burly, drunk, slovenly, throwing up on themselves, Bears fans. Just what football fans should be. I 325 right kick, too, Patrick. I put them up with Philadelphia, Buffalo, and Green Bay. Wow. 325, they're going to be good and liquored up for this one. Oh, yeah, it'll... It'll, yeah, you got a fighting chance to get beat up going into the. If you're a media, if they can tell you're a media guy, so, somehow try not to let them show you got your computer bag. Else they might just, uh, you know, stick your head in one of their outdoor toilets that they have there. Or I mean, is it also like Eagles fans? If you if you wear an opposing jersey to an Eagles game, you're 100 percent getting physically accosted. There was a 76ers player who went to a Redskins-Eagles game wearing a Redskins jersey because he's from D.C. Yeah. and had to fight off like six Eagles oh, yeah. fans. Like yeah. There was a, a brawl what? broke out. And guess what? At the new stadium, it's like a church service compared to what it used to be at the vet. <laughs> they're, they're, they're well-behaved. Throwing rocks and stuff last year at Viking fans, that was nothing. Man. Uh, they would have, you know, they would have sprayed you with gasoline there uh, when they were at the vet. That was the worst crowd of all time. That's where they had the jail downstairs, famously. I was there once for a 9-10 kickoff against the Cowboys. That was one of the great experiences of my life, walking through that crowd at 6.30 at night. Woof. Yeah. Uh, Pat, did you happen to see what our friend Dave St. Peter said on our show yesterday? No, I missed it. What did he say? Okay, Dave, I'm just, I, I want to make sure I don't misrepresent him. Uh, we asked him about, hey, you've, you've, you won your first division in almost a decade, and you've built, this, you've built this thing back up, and let's play it for Pat here. You know, people will look at our pitching staff and, and point to certain deficiencies. I mean, you, you frankly could argue the same thing about the Yankees. They're going to arguably go with two uh, openers um, in the postseason. So it will likely be high scoring. Um, particularly at Yankee Stadium, I think it'll be fun. And uh, I think this team's offense, the Twins' offense, that is, has been not only resilient all year, but has been pretty consistent. So um, let's go. Bring them on. We don't get to pick who we play. No, no time like the present to, uh, uh, to, uh, to break that curse, so to speak. I feel like there weren't many iterations of Twins teams saying, bring on the Yankees. I feel like it was always, oh, my God, let's, let's avoid the Yankees. So what well, do you think? you think with them it's uh, – Severino, uh, you know, if he's if he's going to be good, if he's going to be able to give him five and then get to that bullpen, it's then then you win that they win that game. I I mean, I'm not sure that their starting pitching is as weak as we want it to be because they got Paxton who's really good, they got Tanaka who's tough against the Twins, and they got uh, Severino's back. Uh, then you know, then you might not uh, see those uh, fourteen to twelve things that we saw here uh, last time. So, yeah. But as I said, I you look at their lineup right now, they're slumping a little bit, and uh, maybe you know there might be these might be lower scoring than people think. These games. 
Because uh, the Yankees, you know, just got – they did nothing against Tampa. They didn't score at all. Now Tampa's got pretty good pitching. But uh, it's um, – you know, they they didn't do anything down there. They got shut out once, got one run, another game down there. They didn't do anything. Got Stanton back, which I think is a deficit rather than an addition. Do you think Dobnik gets game two or three? And Burrios gets one. I think if you're not pitching Odorizzi in game one, that means you don't want him to pitch in Yankee Stadium. That's the way it looks. That's the way right. uh, I, I read it. They don't want him. Even though he pitched really well there earlier this year, I think they don't want to, uh, you know, they're kind of afraid of his fly balls in the, in Yankee Stadium. I've said that a few times this weekend. Uh, so I, I'm guessing... Uh, I'm guessing the Dabber gets game two. The Dabber. Did I see you? My, my, by the way, my friend Billy Milos, the scout who signed him, offered him $2,000 cash today to wear that same uh, Power Ranger thing up to the <laughs> altar on uh, Saturday, and he, he thought about it for a minute, and then he's not going to do it. So I saw you tweet that today, Pat. I think I also saw you tweet that they moved the wedding from an American Legion to no, a much no, classier no, destination. No, I was guessing that it was oh, the Legion okay. Club. <laughs> All right. In a barn. It's not the Legion Club. Now, I think they go into a church. I think they're a couple of, uh, he's a good Catholic boy uh, from uh, Pittsburgh, and he's marrying a gal from uh, from Maryland, and they both went to college together up on this hill in West Virginia. But uh, I, I think that they're they're getting married in a church, but then they're going to the barn for the reception. So. <laughs> it's amazing. All right, Pat, we will talk to you on Monday, and uh, we'll recap Trubisky and uh, Kirk Cousins' pillow fight. We'll see what happens. All right, good. See, <laughs> see, you. see you, Pat. That's uh, Rapping with Royce every day here on Mackie and Judd with Rami. And before we we get about 60 seconds or 90 seconds left here, this is uh, our week-long fundraiser winding down here, but you still have five minutes. If you make a donation in the next five minutes, if you're listening live right now, It'll be matched up to $2,500 by Luther Brookdale Toyota. The number to call is 651-647-5437, 651-647-5437. Or for the next couple hours, you can still bid on some pretty amazing Minnesota sports packages at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals, where you can also straight donate if you want to. $29 buys a week's worth of meals for a person in need, and just one hot meal could be a launch pad to starting a program that will lead to education and gainful employment. Um, and we're doing all this benefiting the Union Gospel Mission at Twin Cities. So, gentlemen, this will be a – be a, the, the next week and a half or two weeks, we got Vikings-Bears, Twins-Yankees on the horizon. This is going to be a fun little stretch. I want that ALDS to start now. I told Derek that today on the Twins show. I, to wait until next Thursday is just ridiculous. Quick Tony Romo update. Is he going to be in the booth on Sunday, Jonathan? Yeah, that's not going to happen. He's at a plus four right now. Yeah! yeah. He's yeah. three okay. so far. Go karma. <laughs> Amazing. All right, we'll see you guys. Podcastable, Mackie and Jeb with Rami, Apple, Spotify, Score North Mobile app.